0: Thank you, maybe may be <clears throat> Thank you, Brother Terry. Some time ago, I guess it's almost been perhaps nearly a year ago, God spoke to my heart in a song. Uh, I was going down the road and listening to the radio, and, and all of a sudden the song came on, and, and I said, Lord, we, that just blessed my heart. I, I'd like for us to sing it at the church. And with that song he gave me a person's name and that person was Andrea, Andrea Hogan. And I, I mentioned that to Andrea and she went and got the uh, got the the music for it. And uh just never was the right time for that song. I didn't know exactly when he wanted us to use it, and so but then this past week God spoke to me and said, Now's the time to use the song And so Andrea asked if she could be here today and she's gonna She's going to sing a song entitled, Nothing's Worrying Me. So listen to the words that she blesses our heart through this song.
1: content can be, as i I've got Jesus, and nothing's worrying me, some fear is the start of a steady decline, maybe it is, oh but I'm doing fine. Because trouble can trouble a heart that is free. Because I've got Jesus and nothing's worrying me. because i'm a believer and i still believe see i've got jesus and nothing's a worrying Nothing's a worry.
0: Andrea, didn't I bless your heart? Man, what a message in that song. Nothing's worrying me. Well, this morning, if you brought your Bibles, I'm going to be sharing a sermon that I've entitled Worry, the Familiar Face of Fear. Worry, the Familiar Face of Fear. A familiar division in the book of Psalm, Psalm 23. And so this is going to be our text, Psalm 23. I'm going to read, um, I'll read that psalm and then we'll focus just on the first verse of Psalm 23. Worry, the familiar face of fear. Psalm 23, verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In the short story, A Scandal in Bohemia, The fictional detective we all know as Sherlock Holmes uncovers an important truth for his faithful sidekick, Dr. Watson. The truth, Dr. Watson, you see, but you don't observe. You see, but you don't observe. For example, you have frequently seen the steps that lead up from the hall to this room. Watson said, I have frequently. Holmes says, how often? Watson said, well, hundreds of times. Holmes says, then how many steps are there? Watson says, well, I don't know. Holmes says, quite so. You have not observed, and you have not seen. That's my point I know that there's 17 steps because I have both seen and observed. There's one thing that all of us have seen at one time or another, and that is fear. But what people do not realize is that fear takes on many forms. I'll mention just a few. Stress, anxiety, panic obsession. But the most common face of fear is worry. Worry. All of us have worried about a situation or perhaps a circumstance, and we just knew that it would be disastrous. We just knew that it would be a disastrous thing for our life or for our family's life. And something we knew would just be completely devastating, only to see that it eventually worked out to be okay. Sherlock Holmes would be quick to point out that we have not observed. He would say, you did not observe God's hand at work. So we miss the most important detail of the situation. And because we've not observed God's hand at work, then when the next problem comes, we find ourselves running scared and consumed with worry simply because we failed to see God's mighty hand at work in the previous circumstance. Now, we're blessed in that God's given us some insight into the face of fear in which we call worry. David addresses the issue of worry in Psalms 23. Verse 1, he just simply says, The Lord is my shepherd. Now, there's a little controversy about who wrote Psalm 23. Most everyone, all theologians and scholars, believe that David wrote psalm 23 but they don't actually know and can agree when he wrote psalm 23 some believe that he wrote psalm 23 when he was the king of israel some believe that he wrote psalm 23 when he was an old man and he was kind of reflecting back over his childhood his early life dr mac brunson he feels that he wrote psalm 23 as a young shepherd boy looking after his father's sheep and I kindly like that thought. Perhaps David was out in the field one night thinking about the things that, that he had done for his sheep, thinking that he had watched over his sheep. He'd defended his sheep. He'd protected his sheep. He'd walked in front of his sheep. He'd walked behind his sheep. He'd nursed his, his sheep back to health when they were sick. He went after those who went astray. He led them. He kept them from danger. He brought them safely home, back to the sheepfold. So this is what I've done for my sheep. But who does this for me? I mean, who watches over me? Who protects me? Who defends me? Who comforts me? Who protects me? who leads me, who directs me, who shepherds the shepherd. Ah, verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. And if God does all of this for me, then I don't have to worry about anything in this life. He is my shepherd. The point being, David just didn't see a bunch of sheep in the fold, but he observed something important about the nature of God while he watched his flock. He observed and he saw. Here's the point. The more you know about the nature of God, the less fear, the less worry will consume you in this life. It's about what you know about God whether or not how worried we will be. First of all, I just jotted down the work of the shepherd. Verse 1, he says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The work of the shepherd. He begins with the name Lord, Jehovah. And then he claims, if you notice, Jehovah at his own, as his own personal shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah is my shepherd. Jehovah is my shepherd. He doesn't say Jehovah is a shepherd, but he says that Jehovah is my shepherd. Here's the point if you are a believer, if you've put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, then God is your shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, David knows that there are four critical things that a shepherd does for his sheep. And I want to mention those pretty quick. First of all, what does the shepherd do for his sheep? And keep in mind, the Lord is my shepherd. First of all, the shepherd provides for his sheep. The shepherd provides food. The shepherd provides water. The shepherd provides all the things that a sheep needs to survive. Provides everything the sheep needs. Well, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 says this, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought of your life. Matthew six twenty-five. For what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what is, or what you shall put on, is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, Neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet their heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? They have everything they need. Verse 27, which of you by taking thought can add one cubic unto your stature? Why take you thought? Why worry for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow and how they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Verse thirty four, take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So simply put, if the Lord is your shepherd, then everything you need in this life will be provided for you. If you seek Him first, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things, all of your needs, your clothing, your shelter, your power bill. I mean, all, everything you need, your housing, your rent money, your, your house payment, all you need to survive will be added unto you. He does it for the birds. Jesus said He'll do it for you. So if the Lord is your shepherd, He will provide everything that you need. So He provides. Secondly, number two, the shepherd not only provides, but the shepherd protects the sheep. David, if you remember, fought off a lion for the sheep. He fought off a bear for the sheep. Isn't it great to know that God is able to put a hedge around his people to protect them? We, pay, we pray for protection of our children, of our spouse, and we pray for the protection of our missionaries. And Are we just, are we just lifting up idle words to God, or do we really believe that God protects his people? He does. As a shepherd would his sheep. So the shepherd protects, God protects. Number three, the shepherd guards his sheep. Now sheep have no sense of direction. Uh, they have poor eyesight. Isaiah 53, 6 reminds us when it says, All of us like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. It's a bunch of little sheep just scattered every which way because they don't know which way to go and their eyes are not what they should be. Poor eyesight. They need someone to guide them. They can't find their way when they're lost. Sheep can't find their way back home. They follow whatever's put in front of them. Even if it leads them to destruction, they'll follow. They need someone to guard them someone to protect them, then someone to guide them. And then number four, if you're jotting these down, a shepherd directs his sheep. The shepherd directs the sheep when the, you know, uh, when the sheep are, are going toward danger. A sheep, I'm told, will just walk off of a cliff because they don't understand the danger. They need someone to direct them. That's what God does for us. God directs us away from things that are harmful to us, if we will listen to Him. Sometimes we refuse to listen, or we listen but we don't obey. And God wants to direct us away from those things that would hurt us. And when we stray, He directs us back home. So the shepherd does these four things. The shepherd provides, protects, and guides and directs the sheep. That's what God does for us. Listen, if you will, to Isaiah 40, verse 11. He simply says, speaking of God, He shall feed His flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with His arm and carry them in His bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. That's what the shepherd does. That's what God does for us. And if God does these four things, you believe God does these four things? You believe He guides and directs and provides? You believe that? Then what are we worrying about? What do we have to worry about if we only simply believe that God does those things that a shepherd does? So first you have the work of a shepherd. Secondly, I listed the Lord of the shepherd. Now, if you'll notice, he says in verse 23, The Lord is my shepherd. Now, the word Lord there is uh, a noun, Jehovah. You're familiar with Jehovah. Jehovah, which is a transliteration of the name Yahweh. Yahweh is not printed. Lord is some translations. You have uh, Jehovah is printed. And that's J-E-H-O-V-A-H, Jehovah. The Lord, Jehovah, is my shepherd. So the noun Jehovah, what's so significant about that is that that noun combines all three tenses of the Hebrew verb to be. Let me explain. simply means J-E-H, he will be. That's future tense. O-V, he is. That's present tense. And A-H, that's past tense, he will be. So wrapped up in the name of Jehovah, he will be, future tense. He is, present tense. And then past tense, he will be. So Jehovah sums up the fact that God is eternal. God is past, God is present, God is future. So when David says, the Lord is my shepherd, David was saying, this is the God who addresses my past. The Lord is my shepherd. This is the God who addresses my present. The Lord is my shepherd. This is the God who addresses my future. The Lord is my shepherd. And by knowing who God is, We can calmly say with confidence that nothing is worrying me. That's good. I don't care what to say. That's good. Nothing is worrying me. David is saying, first of all, it's it's unnecessary to worry about the past because the Lord is my shepherd. He's saying it's unnecessary to worry about the present because the Lord is is my shepherd it's unnecessary to worry about tomorrow the future because the lord is my shepherd you say well brother sammy you don't know what i'm going through you don't know what i'm facing right now well matthew chapter 6 verse 25 uses a verb tense there and he, he says this, I'm going to flip back there just for a moment. Matthew, um, Matthew 6, listen to verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on it, is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment. He uses a verb tense there, which uh, literally means to stop worrying now. But then he goes a little farther in verse 34 and he uses a verb tense, which means don't start worrying about anything else. Stop worrying about what you're worrying about and don't start worrying about anything else. Verse 34, take therefore no thought for tomorrow. Stop worrying about today and then take no thought about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow shall, uh, shall take thought for the... Things of itself sufficient unto the day thereof. So don't start, stop, wor- stop worrying now and then don't start worrying about anything else. Future imperative. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't let worrying become a habit. Why? Because God is God. Because God is God of the past, He's God of the present, He's God of the future, God's in charge, and if you call Him Lord, then He'll take care of you. If you know Him as Lord, He'll take care of you. So today we should say with assurance, the work of the shepherd, God provides and protects and He guides and He directs, and then the Lord God, Jehovah, past, present and future, He is my shepherd. Based on past experiences, present situations, past experiences, three years ago. Based on past experiences, Brother Terry, Pounders. Based on past experience, Brother Kevin, Hill, three family members, taken from this earth in the tornado based on past experience. Don't you think God can take care of you today? Sure. Because you've been able to see and you've been able to observe what God has done. Have you ever driven through a dense fog? All of us have. You know that if you take dense fog... Now, I read this this morning. If you take dense fog that is 100 feet thick and seven blocks wide and you condense that fog, you'll have less than eight ounces of water. Seven blocks, 100 feet thick, dense fog. Condense it, less than eight ounces of water. Here's the point. That's what we need to do with worry. If we're not careful, though, we'll allow something in our life, whatever it might be, that will amount to absolutely nothing and we'll let it become a blinding, consuming vapor that hinders our faith. And God says, you need to take that and you need to condense that problem down and place that problem in the hands of your Lord, and He will provide and protect and guide and direct you. Referring, Andrew, to the song Prices are up and the market is down. Nothing but bad news all around. But I'm as content as content can be. Cause I've got Jesus. Nothing's worrying me. Some fear it's the start of a steady decline. Maybe it is. Oh, but I'm doing fine. Cause trouble can't trouble a heart that is free. I've got Jesus. Nothing's worrying me. So let the wind blow, let the rain fall. I may get wet, but I won't fret. I'll get through it all. God's in control, and he's got a plan. And I'm safe and secure, for I'm saved, and I'm sure that he'll never let go of my hand. I almost start singing that. So I'm going to sing, and I'm going to smile. I'm not afraid of a little old trial, because I'm a believer, and I still believe I've got Jesus. Nothing's worrying me. So let the wind blow. Let the rain fall. I may get wet, but I won't fret. I'll get through it all. God's in control, and he's got a plan, and I'm safe and secure. I'm saved, and I'm sure that he'll never let go of my hand. So I'm going to sing, and I'm going to smile, and I'm not afraid of a little old trial because I'm a believer, and I still believe I've got Jesus. Jesus. Nothing's worrying me. Oh, my goodness. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to come into your presence today to remember the past, look forward to the future. We've learned from the past. We can see today how you've taken something so tragic and you've brought about good. Just as the trio song, Lord, we'll see our loved ones one day. It's a, it's goodbye, but there's a hello after goodbye. And then, Lord, you've helped us to realize that through it all, you're still in control, and you'll bring the good just like you said you would. Thank you for speaking to our hearts this morning. Father, I lift up every person here, people hurting here this morning, and I pray for them. I lift them up to you in prayer. Help us to realize, Lord, that... To recognize the, the face of worry. And Lord to remember that you're our shepherd. In Jesus name. Amen.